Hey everyone, I hope you're all having a great week. I wanted to do an all-inclusive audio tonight on Jewish spirituality, almost like a one-stop shop episode that briefly discusses all the major elements of Jewish spirituality, at least the practical, useful parts of it, right, that we can implement today. That way we can use this knowledge and use this awareness to reflect on our own lives and set goals towards achieving them, right, and receiving these spiritual gems. And in general, just pre for and work towards getting them. So to dive right into it, I'm going to start with the first concept, which is the concept of emunah, faith. Emunah, very simply, is the faith, the belief, the knowing, the understanding that everything, everything, everything is from Hashem. Everything. And everything that Hashem does is only for our good and always for our best and infinitely wise and perfect and good. And this emunah, this faith, is something that we can develop like a muscle. This is just a fact. You can develop your emunah over time. We can literally strengthen our emunah and God forbid weaken it. And it's something that the more we have of it, the healthier, easier, more beautiful and more successful our lives are. And the reason for this is the more we let go, the more Hashem takes over. And when Hashem takes over, everything is better because nobody knows more and nobody knows better than Hashem. So this first concept of emunah is really us working this muscle of believing and working towards knowing until it is an unsaid default in our brains and in our eyes and where we just see the world and experience life in this way that Hashem is running the show, Hashem is managing and controlling everything and everything Hashem does is good and for our best. And this training, this mental training, and by the way, this irrational mental training, we're not saying this is logical, guys. We're not saying this makes sense rationally to the rational brain, right? How could a health issue be good? How can a person without a spouse or children be good? How can financial troubles be good? We're not saying it's clear to the eyes. We're not saying it's clear to the mind. We're just saying it's an above human, above nature faith that's in your heart. It's in your soul where we accept that while we might not understand, we know it to be true. And while our brains might not comprehend it, we still charge on with this belief. And over time, the reward for this faith is understanding. We actually start to see Yeshuot, right? We see salvation and Hashem shows us a little bit behind the curtain where he shows us maybe why things are the way they are and then our faith even grows. So that's how you build an upward spiral of faith. That's emunah. And by the way, we could do a 15-hour audio on just emunah. I know, this is very fundamental, very elementary, very superficial levels I'm scratching here with this episode. But even though it's surface, I basically want to provide a comprehensive full look, no matter how superficial, into all the various elements of Jewish spirituality that we can pray for and work towards. So just keep that in mind and stay with me. So that's the first one, emunah. Now, while emunah is a general faith, like we're saying, right? That's in the heart, in the soul, in the mind. Bitahon, which is the next concept we're going to talk about now, trust, or as Chovot HaLevavot defines it, which I love, reliance on Hashem, is an active way of actualizing your faith when dealing with things in this world and in this life. Pitachon is reliance on Hashem, meaning you have a court case, you have a business meeting, you have a doctor's appointment. And Munah is believing Hashem determines the outcome. Hashem is the one who is determining the outcome of all these situations and it will be for the best. But Pitachon is relying on Hashem, actively 
within each of these situations. It's not thinking your sales skills are getting you the sale. It's not thinking the doctor is going to save your life. It's not thinking the good lawyer will save you or the judge is going to spare you. No. It's using these pawns, right? These people as cogs in the machine of the physical world that they are, but relying only on Hashem for the cause and the effects, for the action and the outcome. Ultimately, it is Hashem himself who will determine the success of the sale to a point of whether the salesman even finds favor in the buyer's eyes. How about that? Or even if the product finds interest in the buyer's heart, it's Hashem who's doing that. It's Hashem who gives the doctor the wisdom, energy, and focus, and skill to perform surgery successfully. It's Hashem who puts the smoothness in the lawyer's lips and the mercy in the judge's heart. That's bitachon. That's the next level. Emunah is the tree, right, rooted in the ground, and bitachon is the fruit that you get to eat. So we need to pray for both and strive for both. Please, Hashem, give me the faith that everything comes from you and it's for my best. And help me have complete reliance on you and only you and have trust in only you. Please, Hashem, do not let me rely on other people, other things, or even on myself or my money or my wisdom or government. A person can believe everything is from Hashem, but as soon as he's caught up in the physical world, all types of anxieties and fears come in if he's relying on himself or others. So we need to work for bitahon also. We need to work on bitahon. So that's concept number two is bitahon. Now, before we move on, you might wonder how. How do you strengthen the emunah? How do you strengthen the bitahon? Well, First step is you have to truly understand it, really learn it and understand it and bring it into your heart, right? Listen to classes about Emunah Bitachon. Read books about Emunah Bitachon. Read Rabbi Arush's book, Garden of Emunah. Read Sha'ar HaBitachon. I recommend the Art School Yafa edition. We do a series on it on Spotify. And then implement, practice. Something happens in your life, repeat to yourself, this is all from Hashem, this is all from Hashem, this is all from Hashem. This is for my best. This is for my best. This is for my best. You're dealing with a major situation? Talk to Hashem. Hashem, I'm relying on you. Hashem, I'm relying on you. I'm relying on you. Hashem, I know you are in control. You are managing the whole thing. It's all in your hands. Practice, practice, practice. You see yourself getting worried? Remind yourself of these things. Talk to yourself. Talk to Hashem. You see yourself getting anxious? Stop yourself. Say, Emunah. Only Emunah. Enod Nuvadol. There's nothing but Hashem. Just keep repeating that. Great. Next concept, Yirat Shamaim, awe of heaven. This spiritual quality, this spiritual character trait, it's a powerful weapon. It's a bullet. And all of these are, by the way. Look at everything I'm talking about here. Each item like a weapon. Each item's a tool in your toolkit, right? Each item's a superpower. It's a, it's a special power or gem or lifeline that you get to use to make yourself invincibly strong and powerful and successful in life. So Emunah, when you get it, you power up. Right, you got a you got a weapon. Pitahon, you get it. You power up. You get another weapon. So now we're talking about yirat shamayim, awe of heaven, fear of heaven. And I try to stay away from the word fear because people misuse it and misread into it and misunderstand it. Unfortunately, like in religion and spirituality, the word fear it, it's been spun out of its true pure context. But fear of heaven, awe of heaven, is a true deep internalization that truly Hashem is all that matters. Right, that's all it really means. Um, but it's such a concept, fear of heaven, awe of heaven. It's, it's the ultimate emunah and bitahon on steroids, right? It's the strength of your emunah and your bitahon combined. It's the result of your emunah and your bitahon, right? Because when you reach a certain level of emunah and bitahon, you literally have such faith, such trust, such reliance on solely Hashem that you literally get to a point of fearing no one and fearing nothing other than Hashem. You literally get to a point of fearing only Hashem, nothing and nobody else. And when we say fear, we don't mean negative fear, 
We mean the, it's all you care about. Hashem is all you care about. It's all about Hashem. You're not scared of the buyer. You're not scared of the judge. You're not scared of the politician. You're not scared of the police. You're not scared of the media. You're not scared of war, of disease, of pandemics, of natural disasters. You're not scared of anything. Nothing. Only Hashem. In Od You're not worried about meetings. You're not worried about goals, your deliverables, your boss. Nothing. You only fear Hashem. And what does only fearing Hashem mean? What does it look like? Wanting to be good. Wanting to be proper. Wanting to live a good life. Be a good person. Do good things in the world. Improve yourself. Follow the Torah and the mitzvot. Do right by Hashem for everything He does for you. Other than that, no fear. That's Yirat Shemaim. The other element of Yirat Shemaim is a Havat Hashem. Love of Hashem. This is a deep yearning, a fiery passion, a strong desire that we have to be with Hashem, to know Hashem, to understand Hashem, to give to Hashem, to serve Hashem, and to give back to Hashem for everything He does for us, right? When you really ponder the miracles of your life, the gifts you have, the blessings Hashem showers on you, you can't help but have a strong love for Hashem. I mean, we're breathing air made out of molecules perfectly suited for our bodies. I mean... Our lungs, our hearts, our eyes, our brains, they're supercharged machines that allow us to experience the earth in magnificent ways. Life in beautiful ways. I mean, your eyes greater than the greatest camera or telescope in existence. Your body is literally made up of 100 trillion cells and they all came from one cell. They all divided out of one cell. Think about that. Every minute, this is a fact, 300 million cells die. But guess what? You produce 300 billion new ones every day. Our bodies literally repair and rebuild themselves every day in real time. Is that not amazing? Our brains, which by the way is 80% water, our brains have nerve impulses. We know about these. We learned about this in high school, right, in bio. Our brains have nerve impulses that travel 170 miles per hour. Can you believe that? And, and the information you could store, you could store information while on a computer. It says, I read online, I read online, your brain could store as much information as the Encyclopedia Britannica five times. Imagine that. Our hearts, our hearts pump blood into 60,000 miles of veins and capillaries. This is just stuff I looked up. Do you understand what that is? In one day, your blood travels 12,000 miles. It's amazing. It's amazing. I'm not making this up. And we're, and we're stuck on the body. We're on the subject of just the body. You could spend years studying the miracle of the body. And what about the miracles of life? How we make money how we meet our spouses, how we have our children, how the fact that we can pray and our prayers get answered, meaning we can literally pray and our words can change nature. And what about nature? You have dirt in the ground that rots a seed and then produces a tree that produces fruit. And then inside the fruit are more seeds that you can put in the ground to produce more of these trees that produce more of these fruits that produce more of these seeds that produce more of these trees, fruits, and seeds. It's nuts. And we're living on a space rock, by the way. Don't forget where you're living. You're living in space on a planet that has perfect conditions for life, for water and for air, made up of invisible molecules, right, that combine into what we see. And we're floating in a spatial nothingness, heated by a sun millions of miles away in a universe that's constantly expanding. Please. So, so when we appreciate creation and life and Hashem and the gifts of life and the world... It increases our love for Hashem, our Yirat Shamayim. That, that's, that's the second concept. So, so there's the awe of heaven, the fearlessness of nothing else but Hashem, and then there's, of course, the love of heaven. Yirat Shamayim, beautiful. Next. Next, we have what's called the Devekut. Devekut is closeness to Hashem. It's, it's awareness of connection to, a cleaving of Hashem. So when your emunah gets stronger, 
when Yibitahon gets stronger, when Yirat Shemayim gets stronger, all this combines into an awareness, this, this reality shift, this change in your experience of existence that ultimately connects you to Hashem. You just start to see Hashem and feel Hashem everywhere. So Devekut is essentially the understanding and experiencing and seeing that Hashem is everywhere at all times in all things. And, and while it's a cute jingle, we're saying as children, right? Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is everywhere. It's, it's much deeper. It's, 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 it's true. It's, it's, Devikut is literally seeing Hashem in everything. It's literally feeling Hashem with you always. It's experiencing Hashem in that very moment, right? Some people experience this when learning Torah, right? In a very deep, connected, focused way. Most people, I'd say, feel it when praying, Right, you can definitely you could feel it in the tefillot in shul or even in isolated hitpodedut, right, in personal prayer. Nevertheless, most people can reach the state of devikut when entering any meditative trance, basically just focused on what's in front of them spiritually. Uh, many people feel it in nature, right? Some even feel it when they're with children or babies or loved ones. Nonetheless, devikut is one of the greatest pleasures on earth. It's literally the sweetest pleasure a person can feel in his or her lifetime. And it comes in many forms, right? It's the warmth, coziness, security, and calmness that one feels in the presence of Hashem, right? Where the heart is calm, the soul is satisfied, the mind is tranquil, and things just seem still. It's, it's like sitting in a midrash, studying with good people, holy people, Torah, and, and not feeling a worry in the world because time stops, right? You have nowhere to be, nowhere to go, nothing to do. It's like uh, Friday night after shul, right? At the dinner table with your loved ones. Your phone's off, it's Shabbat, no one's bothering you. You're drinking your kiddush wine. You're eating your hot, uh, toasty, fluffy, yummy, warm bread. <laughs> you smell delicious chicken soup. Uh, and, and you're just feeling the peace and quiet of the Shabbat, right? Where the only sounds are your loved ones talking and laughing. That's, that's also divikut. It's, it's, it's the calm stroll in the woods or stroll on the beach where you hear the sounds of nature, birds chirping or waves crashing that just bring you calmness from creation. So that's one type of divikut, uh, right? Because in all these moments, there's a consciousness of Hashem in it all. Well, I should have clarified, actually. There, there needs to be that element in order to be divikut, right? There needs to be a deep awareness in the mix of all these moments that these are all the creations and gifts of Hashem. Um, and that's one type where we said it's more warm and calming and soothing and relaxing. The second type, another type of, of devekut is the spine-chilling, goose-bumping, awe-inspiring, breathtaking devekut. It's, it's when the entire dome in the synagogue is booming with Shabbat singing or holiday singing where the whole congregation, everyone's singing at the top of their lungs, the top of their voices in passion and unison and joy. And you feel the energy in the room, right? You feel the power of the sounds and the holiness in the air. You feel the Shekhinah. Or it's like when you hear the, the, the Shofar on Rosh Hashanah, right? Or it's the passionate power at the pulpit when a rabbi's yelling words of passionate fire on the pulpit in shul that like penetrate your heart and give you goosebumps. Um, it's, it's, it's entering a personal prayer by yourself where you're in such a meditative flow that you forget where you are, right? Or, or you forget who you are, or what you are. You have realizations or epiphanies or enlightenment in this prayer and it gives you chills. Um, another version is standing at the top of a mountain, let's say, or at the bottom of a waterfall, right? And, and by the mountain, the steep height of the peaks or, or by the waterfall, the thunderous explosions, right? Makes you tremble at your core from the power of Hashem's nature, 
All this again, with consciousness of Hashem in these moments, is Devekut. And a third type, another type, is, is a simple type. It's simple. It's walking through your day with a smile, with comfort, with calmness, knowing Hashem's with you. It's sitting in your chair and work, knowing Hashem's your business partner, helping you manage the work. It's eating your lunch in holiness, knowing Hashem provided you the food and the ability and the opportunity to enjoy the food and derive nourishment from it. So you eat it, you say, that's also Devekut. So uh, in short, Devekut's really any consciousness and connection to Hashem in our lives. But, uh, but it's powerful. So, okay, so we covered Emunah, we covered Bitahon, Yirat Shamayim, and Devekut. Um, understand them all, study them all, strive to obtain them all, and pray for them all. Those are four very, very important spiritual concepts. Next, Torah. Torah is basically the blueprint to life. Torah is the story of man. It's the story of us. It's the story of creation. It's the story of all existence. It's perfect. It's infinite and it's timeless. Uh, Torah includes the five books, the Hamisham She Torah, which by the way, are holy intrinsically and inherently, meaning it's not even the content technically that's necessary to fuel the soul. It's the words and letters themselves. It's the actual Hebrew words, the holy words that infuse the soul with holiness. But of course, the content is crucial as well. That's why there's tens of thousands of pages of commentary written on every line in the Torah. But anyway, you have the five books of Moshe, then you have the Nevi'im, the prophets. Of course, you then have the Ketuvim, which are the writings. You have Tehilim, the Megilot. You have King Solomon's writings. Then you have Targum, which is all the commentary and translations on everything we just mentioned. And then you have the Rishunim and the Aharonim who all have their own interpretations and explanations on everything we mentioned. Then, of course, you have the Midrash, which are elaborations on the text that basically fill in the gaps with stories and parables and other details. And uh, again, there's commentary there too. So massive, massive, infinite ocean of wisdom. And, and by the way, I'm saying all this so that when we strive to study Torah or learn Torah, we realize we have a lot of options. And it's great to do a little of everything, right? I mean, a healthy diet is a well-balanced one. So same thing here. That brings us now to Mishnah, right? Which is the first major written work of rabbinical literature. Then you have the Gemara, which has generations of rabbinic debate about law and ethics and Tanakh, right? The Tanakh being the five books, the Nevi'im, the Ketuvim. Then you have Halakha. That could be Shuchan Aruch, that could be the Rambam, that could be Yalkut Yosef. It's basically all the legal works that provide practical guidance on all aspects of Jewish life. Um, then there's Chasidut, which focuses on connection to Hashem and divinity in the material world. Then there's Musar, which is focused on moral and spiritual character development. Then there's Kabbalah, which is the mystical work dealing with topics like Hashem and our souls and the relationship between Hashem's eternity and the finite world. So lots and lots of stuff, lots to choose from. So find what speaks to your soul. And Torah study is super, super important for a few reasons. First of all, it refines you automatically. When you study Torah, you change for the better automatically. And that's, of course, if you're studying it for the right reasons. If you're studying to learn, to grow, to improve, to connect, you're golden. By just showing up and learning, you're changing. Your soul is being infused by a potent holiness that cleanses you and purifies you. Secondly, it sharpens you. It literally sharpens your brain, your mind, your soul. You become clear. You become strong. You become sharp. Number three, it brings you peace. It brings you calmness. It brings you emunah. It strengthens your emunah and your bitahon. So naturally, you're more calm and in control. Number four, it gives you wisdom. It gives you perception and understanding, which by the way, adds to the peace and strength because when you know, you know. And number five, it connects you to divinity, right? It connects you to something much greater than yourself. It connects you to Hashem. 
And so it helps you grow in every area of life in leaps and bounds. It's, it's not a textbook, okay? It's not research done by a human. It's the hand of God. It's the word of God. So you're learning truth. And it applies to everything. It cleans you, it refines you, it improves you, it strengthens you, and it makes you wise and calm and in control. It's beautiful. So learn it and pick what works. Next, we have mitzvot. Mitzvot, very simply, are the commandments and directives of Hashem on how we should live and conduct ourselves in this world. And the halachot are the various nuances in the practical application of and execution of the mitzvot themselves. Study them and learn them. Because the more you know, the more you can do. And when you do them, realize what you're doing so that you get the most benefit out of them, right? Every mitzvah is a spark. Every time you do a mitzvah, your soul collects another spark. Each one is a precious pearl, a precious gem. And whenever you do a mitzvah, it revives your body. It literally infuses your body with life. You feel good and you do good and you do better. It's a magnificent cycle. So learn more about the mitzvot. Learn more halachot and pick and choose the ones you want, by the way. Pick and choose the ones you want to implement. See what speaks to you. There's mitzvot ben adam lechaverot, between human and human. There's mitzvot ben adam lemakom, mitzvot between human and Hashem. Explore them. See what interests you most to grow in. Do you want to visit the sick? Or do you want to put tzitzit on? Do you want to light Shabbat candles early? Or do you want to start giving charity before Shabbat? Do you want to start going to shul to pray? Or do you want to start visiting Holocaust survivors and cooking meals for them? Pick what works for you. There's so many nice, gorgeous mitzvot and so many nice things you could do. Just pick what speaks to you. Uh, dipping in the mikveh, saying berachot before eating, keeping more kosher, giving charity, visiting the sick. And if you feel you do a mitzvah already, but you want to do more, like you feel you can go deeper, learn the halachot of the mitzvah so you can do more. If you learn hilchot Shabbat, you'll realize there's so much more you can implement into your Shabbat and make it better. You want to learn more about berachot? Learn the halachot of berachot. Realize you can do so much more. Learn the halachot of the holidays. Your Sukkot, your Passover, your Purim, they'll be so much more special and meaningful and powerful. Learn about the laws of respecting and honoring your parents. You'll see there's more to be done there. Learn the laws of the morning routine, right? You'll see your whole life change. Your whole morning ritual will change. It's beautiful, guys. The Torah and Mitzvot, there's so much of it that it's incredibly awesome. You could find exactly what clicks for you and fits your soul and penetrates your heart and implement it. It really makes life fun and awesome. And most importantly, it makes you a better person and it improves your connection to Hashem. So there's a cherry on top. So that's Mitzvot. Next, prayer. Okay, personal prayer and tefillah. Tefillah is the sidur. First of all, the sidur is awesome, okay? It's been designed by the most divinely connected, Kabbalistically inclined, wisest men in the history of our religion. With Ruach HaKodesh, by the way, literally with divine vision and wisdom, these wise men, they wrote it specifically in a way to bring blessing into our life. Literally, they wrote it and curated the Sidur in a way that most perfectly and efficiently and effectively connects us to Hashem. And the words are not only so powerfully intrinsically, just as the words themselves, which by the way, they are, but if you read them and you understand them, wow, do that. Read it in English or whatever language you understand most. Study it, read it like a book. Of course, when you pray, pray it. But on off hours, I'm saying not in times of prayer, Read it. Or even in times of prayer, pray it in English. Read it. Realize what you're saying. It's remarkable. It's magnificent. Have you ever read the Shema in English? The Amidah? Read, read, read the Amidah in English. Read it. Seriously. Slowly. What about Birkat Amazon? Or Alenu Shabeah, Or Birkot Shahar, Or the Hallelujahs, right? The Tehillim. Or Nishmat on Shabbat. Or the Halel on holidays. Guys, read it. Trust me. 
read it in English, pray it in English, do it over and over again until the meaning of the words and the intentions of the prayers are penetrated and embedded in your heart and become a part of your memory. So you can feel it every time you pray. It's incredible. I'm telling you, the Amidah, the Shema, the Birkat Amazon, they're magnificent. Read it. It's incredible. And when you're in shul, oh my gosh. The meaning combined with the singing and unified efforts of the kahal, no joke, you'll be gleaming. You'll be glowing, beaming, smiling ear to ear. It's insane. Fall in love with your sidur. It's your ticket to heaven. It's your ticket to the heavenly throne. It's been designed to take you there. And then personal prayer, the other side of the coin, it's the greatest gift given to mankind, by the way. The ability to talk to Hashem in your own words, in your own language, in your own way, about whatever you want, anytime, any listens. Can you believe that? Imagine if the President of the United States, La Havdil, Imagine the greatest human king on the earth says, come talk to me anytime about anything you want and I'll listen to you fully. Guys, that's what Hashem gave us. We could talk to Hashem anytime, anywhere about anything and he listens and he answers. Listen to my audios on personal prayer, the episodes about Hitpodedut. But buy and read cover to cover Rabbi Shalom Arush's book, In Forest Fields. Read Rabbi Nachman's book, Outpouring of the Soul. Learn and understand and realize what personal prayer is and then do it. I'm telling you, you see miracles. You literally see Hashem answer in real time in front of your eyes and it's insane. Take one hour a day or any standard selection of time. Isolate yourself and talk to Hashem in your own words every day. You won't believe what will come of your life. It will be hard and difficult and awkward at the beginning, but you do it, you persist, you'll see. It's a gift. Next, Hayasid and Sedaqah. Hayasid is kindness. Simple. Hayasid is giving to others. It's giving of yourself and giving of what you have. Giving of yourself can be physical or it can be spiritual, right? You can physically visit people and help people or do things for people. Or you can spiritually make someone happy or make someone smile or make someone feel good or feel better. You can give a friend advice or you can help him move apartments. Whatever it is, that's Hayasid. That's Hayasid of yourself and of what you have. You could bake for someone or cook for someone or host guests or visit others or whatever. Hesed is giving to others. When you give to others, it infuses your life with meaning. It gets rid of harsh judgment and it brings peace and sweetness to the world. And it enhances the quality of your life. And it gives you what you give, but in greater amounts. Choose how and when to do chesed in your own way, guys. Make it special to you. It could be taking your younger cousin's call because he needs help or advice and taking time out of your night to help him. It could be helping your younger brother with homework. It could be visiting your grandmother. It could be making audios trying to spread Torah. It could be giving a divrei Torah. It could be doing a bake sale. It could be sewing clothing for someone. It could be doing an errand for someone. It could be doing someone's work for them, <laughs> whatever. Again, find what speaks to your passion, what speaks to you and do it. Tzedakah is good old giving money and resources to help others, right? Or giving money to holy causes, good causes, important causes. Same thing, pick where to give and give often. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it should be often. Support Torah scholars. You then merit having a portion in their learning. Support schools, shuls, mikveh, hospitals, and other institutions. And then you merit to share in everything that happens in those buildings, everything holy and good. Give money to people for food, clothing, medical treatment, fertility, home building, whatever. Find your passion. Hunt down these causes and give. Raise money for them if you can even. Be a part of the movement. It'll bring infinite blessing down, not only to you and your family, but your community, to the world. And there's technology out there. Use apps like CHAP or Jewish Communal Fund or Daily Giving to learn about all different causes that you can support. It's powerful and it brings mercy down to everyone. And then there's midot, okay? There's character traits, happiness, joy, gratitude, appreciation, thankfulness. I mean, these are vital. It's such a sin to be depressed, to be negative and pessimistic and complaining. Think about the blessings we have, the miracles. So fight to be happy, fight to be joyous, fake it till you make it. 
Faith it till you make it. Rabbi Arush says, force a smile on your face until you become happy. Literally, he says, fake smile all day if you have to. Force yourself to dance. Force yourself to sing. Force yourself to go hug someone. Think about all there is to be grateful for. Even when things are hard, even when things are tough, fight to be happy. The Yetzirah wants you to be down and depressed and angry and irritable. Listen to our audios on the Yetzirah. Listen to all the episodes about it. Learn about the strategies and what it tries to do to ruin your life and your marriage. And do the opposite. Fight it. Read Garden of Peace to improve your marriage. Listen to our episode on marriage. Read Garden of Wisdom to learn about overcoming fear and anxiety and negativity. Overcome these terrible qualities and character traits of the Yetzirah. And don't feed the Yetzirah. Don't strengthen it. Purify yourself. Make yourself holy. Stop any form of blinding yourself. Excessive drinking, smoking, God forbid, overeating junk food, watching terrible media, listening to terrible media, addiction to social media, profane talking, lashonara, gossip, cut it all out. Sharpen your wits, sharpen and strengthen your soul and your yetzer tov. Do what we're saying and overcome the yetzerah and the terrible midot that it puts on you and your life will transform. In fact, we have an episode. It's called How Physical Purity Sharpens Spiritual Sight. Listen to that. Get rid of arrogance. Listen to our arrogance episode. Develop true humility. Realizing that everything comes from Hashem, therefore, what is there for us to be proud of or be arrogant for or take credit for, God forbid? Every human being was created by Hashem the way He is for a perfect and specific reason. So why should we feel any better than anybody else? Or why, God forbid, should we think anyone else is worse? Who are we to judge? We need to purify ourselves. We need to open our hearts. We have to do good to ourselves and to others. And listen to good things and read good things and look at good things and hang with good people. The last piece I want to talk about I went way, way longer than I thought I would, is Ahavat Israel. Okay, we should all strive and yearn to love every Jew with every cell in our body. We should all learn and work towards loving every brother and sister of ours from the bottoms of our hearts. And we need to realize we're all connected. We're all one. We're all working hard on these journeys of life. We're all trying to build and grow and live and love and contribute something positive to the world. We all want to make money to support ourselves and our loved ones and do good with it. We all want to meet our loved ones and build homes. We all want to connect to Hashem. We all want to overcome our fears and worries and struggles and challenges. We all want to achieve our dreams and become who we dream to become. So let's unite. We should be coming together. Let's love each other and accept each other and help each other and support and encourage each other and give to each other. Realize, we have to realize that a life of love is worth living. A life of hatred or disharmony or anger and bitterness is a waste of precious time. It's a waste of life. It's destructive. It's destructive. We need, we need to build up the world. We need to uplift and improve the world. And we also have to believe in ourselves. Let's stop hating on ourselves. We need to have emunat atzmit. We need to believe in ourselves and, and be accepting of ourselves for the time being. Loving and compassionate towards and caring for and understanding towards ourselves. We need to be patient. Life is hard, it's scary, it ain't easy, and we're trying, we're trying our best. So we need to love ourselves. We need to love the way Hashem created us because He created us this way for a reason. We just need to try our best and do good with it however we can, the best we can, and keep trying to get better and leave the rest to Hashem. And when we connect with good people and goodness, we grow. The people around us will help us and we'll help them. And then time becomes meaningful. Conversations become fulfilling. Experiences become purposeful. And we can learn a lot from people. So we should bind ourselves to good people. And holy people, chase the sadikim. Find yourself a rabbi. Attend his classes. Listen to his audios. Read his works. Strive just to see his face. Chase a rabbi just to hear his voice. The sadiq is a direct link to Hashem himself and is the messenger and mouthpiece of Hashem. Find a rabbi. And visit the holy sadikim. And visit holy graves. Visit the land of Israel. 
Go to holy places. Go pray by the kotel. And the more holiness and meaning and kindness and love and happiness you infuse into your life, the more you will truly live. The more you will truly feel alive. So with that, I conclude. I pray, I wish, I hope for, I yearn. I pray that all of us, every single one of us, I pray we all reach perfect emunah, emunah shelema, bitahon shelema, and perfect irat shemaim. I pray we all have devikut in our lives and that our connection to Hashem only grows with time and brings us peace and tranquility, health and wealth. I pray that we immerse ourselves in the Torah and mitzvot as much as possible, the halachot and the prayer and tefilot and chesed and tzedakah, all in ways that speak most to us, right? So we can all in our own ways, on our own journeys, connect with and contribute to this world and to this life and to Hashem. And I pray that we do nothing but good in this world and feel good in this world and see all the miracles and blessings that we have. And I pray that we believe in ourselves and love ourselves and grow into our best selves and thrive in this life and thrive in this world. And that we learn to also love and appreciate and accept each other and support each other and unite in goodness to do good for one and for all. I love you all deeply without even knowing who's listening or how it's possible, but there's love. And I pray that you all feel the same love for yourselves, for me and for each other. And with that, I pray that we witness nothing but good things until 120. Amen. Have a great night.